I know Dan said on your podcast that we're putting out two EPs this year. And right. It's probably not going to happen, Dan. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, no. <laughs> Thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in. This is another episode of the Scoped Exposure Podcast. Um, I was trying to think about how to intro this episode today, and I think, you know, for the the real OGs, the people that have been around for a long, long time, that people know Scoped from the early days of, like, documenting bands um, through the live sets and through those, uh, those moments where they would come through Western Canada or we catch them at a fest. And I think something that's been cool with this podcast is that we've been able to document bands' journeys and certain musicians and just different people within the hardcore scene. And, you know, it's been really cool to have those people back for a second re- interview to talk about, you know, the crazier things that are happening within their world. So I think this is the actual first ever third time returning guest um for the pod <laughs> which i'm very excited about huge friend of the show uh lumpy of a million bands but also days records dude welcome back and thanks for joining us again what's up i was gonna ask you uh if there was anybody else that was on three times before no and there's very few people that you know as as far as the, the first ever um how i many think people eventually have, but how many people came on twice Ooh, um, just off the top of my head, I'll just like rattle it off. Uh, Brendan from Counterparts, Isaac from Knock Loose. Um, there's a couple other, um, like smaller homies that like I just love talking to, and you know I'm not really concerned about like the numbers of a specific episode. Um, right, well, I'm first with three, so that's all first for three. That's right, a hat trick, <laughs> as as we Canadians like to say. Um. Yeah. So yeah, Lumpy, uh, you know, tied to the intro, you know, obviously like very first podcast, we talked about your origin and all that stuff. And that interview was largely surrounded around all the bands that that you were a part of. Um, And then the last time you were on, which I think before we started recording was we, I think we dated it like it's almost two years old, um, that interview. But that that's the early stages of days. And I think ever since we talked last specifically about that, like pun intended, it feels like I'm in a, in a daze seeing how much days is doing these <laughs> days with uh, all the shit. So I'm really excited to have you back on the pod, but obviously we can't talk any more music until we check some bevs, as you know. So tell me what you got beverage watch for, for the chat I today. I didn't even crack this yet. So uh, polar coconut limeade. Oh, okay. One of, one of the best flavors, if not the best flavor, in my opinion. Coconut limeade. Because limeade yeah. alone is is goaded, but coconut and, and limeade. I love, is... I love coconut flavored things. Mm. So. Which... This, between this and the, I think it's uh, blueberry lemonade. Is that the other one I really like? That's probably my two favorite polar flavors. Dang. I feel like sometimes coconut can 
it, it's a dangerous thing. Either it's too much coconut or it's, you know, not enough. Um, no, I just oh. drink straight regular coconut like seltzer. <laughs> Got you. Like, I, yeah. I, I, like that and like pineapple things, like anything with like a pina colada, I love. Mm, I love okay. that. I love all that. You're a pina colada kind of kind of for sure i get virgin pina coladas i was in hawaii last year just fucking knocking them back (laughs) you're just like give me one of those hats with two and just feed it to me right um i'm also drinking a seltzer but something a little bit more classic which is just the classic sparkling liquid death um i've been having a burning headache like a headache that has just been unrelenting all day and uh whether or not sparkling water has any hydration levels or 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 downsides, that's what I'm drinking. <laughs> Dope. Dope. Well, um, lump. Cheers to you. Who, who call? Does anyone call you lump? Short and yeah, lumpy. People definitely do. Okay. For sure. Okay. Well, lump. Cheers to you, my friend. Really excited to have you back on. <laughs> so, um. Lumpy, I don't even know because I was trying to jot down all the bit. Like, obviously, like I want this chat to be days specific, just with yeah. how much is going on and how much I anticipate that has kind of changed, you know, things in your life and maybe just how much you're you're doing in hardcore, whether it's like, you know, like increased or just changed in different ways. But do you can you quickly rattle off all the bands that you actually play in? Because I feel like it's a little lost. Like, oh, like yeah, Lumpy plays in this band when we play shows. So I I don't know if you want to go through the gamut as as far as what the current um, connection points are for that bands that I'm actually in like yes. right now. <clears throat> Sorry, all oh, the fucking polar roads. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, sanction, but we're like barely a band right now i don't know just weird shit okay um king nine mm-hmm. uh uh alfred justice but we're not like a band we don't i mean barely a band mm-hmm. all due respect all due respect is kind of a band we rarely play shows uh no soul saves we never played a show yet <laughs> and and that might be it and I was filling in for a straining order for a bit, but I'm not like in the band. Mm. I was doing that 2021. Is that the same setup when it comes to to Queensway as well? Or is that just when you went to it? Yeah, Queensway like would play a show. They're like, oh, our bassists can't do it. Could you play? I'm like, all right. Right. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So maybe all of those bands with some level of activity, but not like a, a regular band's activity, maybe nets as playing in one active band. Yeah, <laughs> like like the Queensway sets. It's like, oh, I'll probably be there anyway. Yeah, I'll play. Like, right. try to remember this shit. Like, yeah, probably forgetting half the set while mm-hmm. I'm playing. Yeah, matter. so yeah, like a huge lineup of of killer acts. But you know, I think the thing that I have seen, um, just really making some serious moves is is your record label, which is Days. Um, so. I want our chat tonight to be, or today, depending on when someone's listening to this, uh, to be focused around that. Um, I don't know if we got like super into the origin story behind starting days, but is there anything that, you know, looking back at like the initial idea that you feel like, you know, that you want to break down or, or give context to? 
Um, I mean, when it started, it was just, I mean, I did a, a zine for like a sanction tour and I interviewed like other bands that were on the tour and a bunch of other bullshit. And then I put out the Queensway CD. And then honestly, it didn't really, I did like another small thing and then the pandemic hit and that's when I started like doing more. And then it kind of just snowballed into like a bunch of shit and, you know, it just keeps like this leads into the next thing, leads into the next thing, into the next thing. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, I mean, it all just like kind of just started happening and I'm just like vibing, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Drinking these fucking things. Right, (laughs) right. Um, Yeah, I was going to I was going to say, like, was the was the idea of starting a label because there are some people that not accidentally start, but they are like, well, I want my band's release to come out on something. So I might as well just like start a label. So there's, there's I examples mean, it of was that. definitely it was definitely accident. I mean, not accidentally that I started it, but I wasn't sitting there thinking, oh, I'm going to start a record label today. Like, <laughs> right. Definitely not the thought. It was definitely like with the Queensway thing, it was oh, nobody's putting this out and they're my like my good friends and this shit is awesome. Like, uh, okay, I'm going to put it on CD and then mm-hmm. I did that on vinyl and then Pain of Truth happened and mm-hmm. that, you know, led into everything mm-hmm. pretty much. So, and then, you know, my own band stuff, I'll, you know, I, like Out for Justice and No Soul Saved, like I put that stuff out. I did like, you know, sanctioned stuff, but mm-hmm. um. But, you know, it just, it it mostly working with friends and like branching off from that. Right. Yeah. Which is pretty natural for like even huge record labels that we know today, like Triple D or even Bridge Nine. Like a a lot of those origin stories are like, I just, I just wanted to do shit with my friends and then that kind of came. So maybe like, what was the, what was the tipping point record at least the, at the first time, like you mentioned the, the pain of truth uh stuff definitely definitely that okay i would say that i mean my first three vinyl releases i think were queensway real fear pain of truth uh ep and the pillars of ivory demo seven inch Mm, okay i think those three were definitely huge marks in the label okay so I mean, the pillars of ivory seven inch sold like five hundred copies in like a day or something, and I was just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> I had to wait like five months for the records to come in. It was like the longest five months of my life. Right, but it was worth it and yeah. fucking sick. I think on the last, uh, you know, the last interview that we did again two years ago, I think it was still like shows maybe were starting to trickle back but it was still like you know i think they might have like just came back like right yeah i yeah i think it was like maybe some of the bigger shows like the the rbs show or like the uh la underpass that kind of like shit but nothing to where it's like a sense of normalcy as far as right now but i remember you saying back then you were like yeah like the hardcore economy is up right now like people are buying records things are like really really active um have you seen that continue with shows um you know coming back into the picture and people going on tour or has things kind of swung back into the you you mean in the way with like people buying physical media right yeah i i think it's it's still very good i feel like uh 
I feel like people buy more CDs now than, than they used to, which is great because I love CDs and they're cheaper and they're smaller, obviously. So people have less money and less space. So more people are buying CDs. Um, and I do CDs with pretty much everything I put out, sometimes just CD and not even a record. Right. Um, uh, but I think people are still buying a lot of media. And it, I mean, it, the cost is going up like every few months it, it gets a little bit more expensive to do everything. So, I mean, if people are still su supporting, then we're going to keep doing it. You know what I mean? Right. So, uh, but people buying CDs definitely, definitely helps out a lot, mm -hmm. honestly, because it's not that I, I like CDs more than records. I, I, I think you could do cooler things with the packaging of CDs than you can with a record. Right. And I don't know if people realize that. And people just think CDs are just like pile of trash. <laughs> I mean, I think they're dope, bro. I, I, I put out that Adrian CD and it's been sitting on the dashboard of my car since September, like when I got them in. Mm. And every day I just get in the car and just look at it. I'm like, and I just start driving. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't touched it. It's just sitting there. I, I, it's just like, I want to listen to it. It's right there. I just look at it. All right. See the right. Yeah. So, the I'm not gonna leave a record. Perfect. Yeah. I'm not gonna leave a record. It's gonna get all fucked up. You know right. what I mean? I can leave a CD there, just you know, just hanging out. You know, if the jewel case if it falls down, that's cool. You gotta get the jewel case a little fucked up. You know what I mean? You can't be <laughs> right. Yeah. Jewel case gets a crack in it. It's got character. Mm -hmm. Have you had uh, any of your releases? Um, you know, I'm sure it's exciting. I'm sure that there's a, an amount of pressure even when you know it's like oh this is this i know this band can sell but there's always like a sense of nervousness nervousness i'm sure whether it's like oh we're doing a 500 of these or a thousand of these but then you know things will go out have you seen any of your stuff get resold or like anything like that or do you think days is still early to some of that I, i've seen stuff get resold but that's cool like if somebody wants to buy the rare copy and resell it, don't do it. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Because it's like, that makes the release cooler, in my opinion. Then people go around like, wow, this sold for like 80 bucks. Like, yeah, dope. Get the repress when it comes out or something. You know what I mean? Right. Like, whatever the hell. But yeah, I mean, people are buying it. I don't give a fuck what. They could buy it, fucking throw it right in the garbage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, don't do that. But you, right. know, you know what I mean? I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, definitely been seeing uh, people, you know, buy it and resell it and do shit like that. A lot, a lot of dishes hitting me up and getting shit all over the place, so it's mm -hmm. been cool. Yeah, um, it, it, this came to mind when you said the 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 idea of people could just be buying stuff throwing in the garbage. At the end of the day, it's like I still sold this and whatever. Um, yeah. A friend of the show, uh, Tyler from KOTP Records, uh, he yeah. plays in a bunch of dope bands from Florida. Um, he came on the podcast a long, long time ago, and he said he didn't name who it was, but he mentioned that he bought a tape from a band that he he loves, and the tape was blank. Oh, it happens all the time. It have, you've experienced this as well. I mean, like I mean, uh, I've never experienced that, but I know it happens. Okay. Um, I don't dub my own tapes. I have a friend that does that. Okay. Hopefully, he's actually dubbing the tapes. <laughs> I'm, not, 
I'm not going to say his name right now, but I'm pretty right. sure he, he does it. Yeah, he actually does. <laughs> After the but call, he's like, yo, you dubbed the tapes, right? <laughs> yeah, but but tapes, I mean, are the, you know, people listen to a CD and a record before they're going to listen to a tape. Totally, yes. You know what I mean? Like, kids just want the physical thing, just put it, you know, with their other ones. But nobody's going to, probably 10% of the kids are going to listen to that tape. Mm-hmm. There's probably a lot of blank ones out there. Nobody has any idea. I'm very curious. Out of all the tapes that are sitting, like you said, what about right now? Them. Let's see. Let's <laughs> test them all. Out. I don't even have a tape player, so I couldn't even do that. Exactly. Yeah. Who? I mean, I have a little. It's a little fucking. What brand is that? Craig. That's the name of the brand. <laughs> okay. I don't know. It's from Amazon. It's just a little CD player with a tape player, like just chilling with my CDs and tapes. You know? Yeah. I'm gonna pop one in. They go in there. I don't even have a CD drive in my computer anymore. Yeah, there. Where's the USB C? I got a new. I got a MacBook Air like 2021, and I already had like the CD drive from my MacBook, my Mac desktop. I was like, oh, I could just use that, and it just doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Like, what the fuck? I'm not (laughs) buying a new. It's like two hundred dollars or something for the CD drive. So. I don't know, man. It it sucks. People got to start putting more respect on CDs again. Yeah, I agree. I th- I think like some of the the days merchandise that I've seen you put out, it's all CD. It's not record. Like you can kind of like tell when it's like a vinyl record versus a CD. Well, it's with a lot of things. It's kind of like obviously waiting for vinyl is still pretty long. It's getting a little bit better, but I don't want to jinx anything. But. <laughs> having like some luck getting some things like pushed up but a lot of bands want their record out you know they don't want to wait you know eight nine ten months whatever the hell it is for a record so could put it out on cd first and when when the record comes in Mm -hmm. then then we'll like release the vinyl Mm -hmm. so it's like okay so you know people hear it they could buy a copy like whatever format that is. If you want to support the band, like you'll get whatever format it is, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Right. And then, you know, six months later, when it comes out on vinyl, it bumps the record back into your rotation. And then you could have that on vinyl too. So, right. Yeah. I mean, that's, I've been doing that with some things uh, recently. So, yeah. I mean, CDs, I'll do like 100% of the time. Vinyl, vinyl, I might slow down with. I don't know yet. Hmm. it takes up too much room i mean <laughs> i mean i don't even have like i i have a fulfillment warehouse now because i literally ran out of space and time uh but i still have tons of shit in my apartment because i try to do like uh most of my uh, wholesale orders and uh by myself hmm. and like like local stores and set up at events so i like to keep it here so i could like just do whatever i don't have to keep like ordering back and forth from like my warehouse right. so, but still I'm, I'm about to fucking run out of room here i'm gonna have to <laughs> another fucking thing yeah and, um so. how much of like does days do direct or is it all like people are buying the records from you um like uh like uh someone uh someone like northern scene as an example are they getting the yeah. records from you or are you like oh johnny from illinois wants this you know uh yeah down yeah, northern, yeah like northern scene he's getting his he's getting my releases from me right like he's fucking straight up the only canadian distro out right now 
And that, that Facts. filled, Facts. filled Facts. a void because I remember, you know, obviously a few years, like when I started this, I was trying to like, you know, all right, here's the UK and, you know, Europe and mm-hmm. all these different countries. And then Canada, I'm like hitting people up. I'm like, where's the Canadian distro? There's nothing. It's just crickets. How am I like, <laughs> it's not as expensive as shipping to Europe, you know, but it's still expensive to ship to Canada. So uh, when he started that, when did he start that last year about maybe the beginning of 2022, something like that. And he hit me up. I'm like, yeah, 100%. Let's do this. Whatever, whatever the hell you want to do. Yeah. yeah Give you better price than anybody else. I don't fucking care. Let's get this. Shit <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Brad, friend of the show, friend of scoped. Um, he's been a big yeah. supporter of what I do and uh big fan of his as well. Friend of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, oh, but going back to my question, like, are you still selling individual records just to like, uh, like a direct to consumer, so to speak, or you, like like if somebody orders something on my site, it'll get shipped out from my fulfillment shop, which is out of Massachusetts. So like, they'll send it to them. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? I mean, it's the same thing as me doing it. It's just like the middleman. I don't know. Right you know you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. i have terrible add and my brain is all over the place all the time (laughs) if i if i have problem explaining something you know right i'm just you know what i mean so as like we talked about some of the early releases that you were kind of like oh like maybe i'm on to something here when did you like are you doing days like full time or you still like have you know some kind of um you know part-time or full-time job and then you're doing all this on the evenings and weekends i work at a screen printing shop um like part-time and then i oh right yeah we talked about that last time Um, yeah yeah. it's just like things have been it's the same thing for me where people just assume that i do scope full-time and i'm like just because i'm outputting that much doesn't mean i'm doing it full full time so yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, i do that uh part-time and uh I mean, that, you know, basically gets funneled back through the label in a way because it's sure. like, oh, yeah, I need this these order of T-shirts and that's just it's for the label. So, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm working there just to work, just to put in time for the label. Right. So it's just a big circle. Right. It's like today I was there for eight hours and I came home. I was just doing label shit for like five hours on the computer and then we started this. So. Mm-hmm. So in the midst of all that, like, when, when did it become apparent to you that like, I need to give more attention and more of my time to this? Like, it, oh, like, I'm sure it's cool to get like a pop with like the pain of truth and everyone's freaking out yeah, about yeah. that band. But it, when was it like, oh, this is where I should be putting my chips um, with my creative shit right now? Probably like a year ago. Probably when um, we started rolling out that Foreign Hands EP. Oh, okay. Yeah, like that, because that was like a huge fucking mark right there. Mm. That should just pop right the fuck off. Between like like the first quarter of last year, it was like Foreign Hands, Volcano, Last Wishes, and Simulacra. And I was just like, all right, yeah, this is... uh, I got I got to like buckle down and like you know what I mean make sure I give everything like 100% attention you know what I mean mm-hmm. Yeah and and it's funny that you bring up the foreign hands EP because 
a friend a friend of the show uh jack from what it takes blog like them and i do like a, a podcast together and yeah. we talked a lot when we were doing the scopies about the foreign hands ep because it, to my to my knowledge i think when that ep came out that was yeah. the thing that kind of like um shot them towards they're on shark tone now yeah yeah yeah. so like you know just one killer piece of of art and, and music you know like it, and that was what like not even within a year i think of of them getting scooped up that way so like yeah. it, it's cool to see that like you know a band can do something um with you and then like not to say that it's like a, a like a yeah, I know you mean a stepping stone in a negative way. It's like you know you're able, like yeah, go go off with like the the huge label that will throw money at you for music videos and all that shit. Yeah, yeah, dude, they were. I mean, Foreign Hands was always so sick. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I think I I first saw them in like 2018, and I was like, yo, what the fuck? And then they <laughs> they, they kept playing, you know, mostly regional. They did like one full U.S. tour, and. I remember always, always telling Tyler Norris, like when I started the label, I was like, yo, we got to do something. We got to do something. And they're like, oh, we'll get back to you. We'll get back to you. And then we finally did it and it like blew up because I mean, that EP is fucking so good. Mm-hmm. That's fucking good. And now they're just like fucking gigantic, like torn, <laughs> which is dope. You know what I mean? I'm happy for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that, uh, that EP was definitely, uh, a big one for the label yeah for sure but but you know also saying having multiple like not bass hits but like big big sluggers like that the volcano the simulacra you're like oh like dude, volcano like, shit i mean the way did, did you ever talk to anybody in volcano on here not yet but i had Devin from bog on and okay. uh I'm I'm thinking I got to connect to uh Yeah, to talk to Cody. Guys. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cody, Dude, if you're Cody listening, had, let's set it up. Cody Cody had one of those volcano songs on YouTube for like 2 years or something before we put uh the EP out. And it was just, it's just so cool because uh that was sent to me in like 2021 like spring and I as soon as I heard it, I was like, "Oh, I'm hooked. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm obsessed. I listened to it non fucking stop." <laughs> then and that, and he had that one song. It, it got, it was popular just on YouTube. Like kids were listening to it all the fucking time. It's so it it like, had the same artwork and everything. No, no, no. It was just. I think it was. It might have been fight clips. Oh. And which with the song disciple. Oh wow! Okay. It's still, it's still up there. You could look. Um, uh, it might have been some other sort of uh, video, but it was up there for a while. Tons of views, and then we put it out as the single and kids were like, yo, I was listening to this on YouTube fucking forever. You know what I mean? Now I can finally listen to it. Just driving in my fucking car. I can, I can close my phone now and listen to it because it's not on YouTube. <laughs> uh, you don't got that YouTube yeah. premium. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I, you have that dude. I swear by that out of well, any service, as far as like that you would pay for, that is a you have thousand. Spotify, you have Spotify or Apple music also. Of course. Yes. So you have two services. I guess so. Yes. But to me, Spotify almost feels necessary. Just like with being able even to. Though share. Like, even though YouTube music could do everything or YouTube premium. Well, okay. Now we're getting on, 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 a, on a bit of a, you're, you're catching me in a, in a web. 
I think. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But here's the thing. There's a lot of um, uh, I. There's a lot of podcasts I listen to that are video first and audio right. second, and they yeah. don't add the um the video version to their Spotify. You have your video version on Spotify. I saw that. Yes. That I've never seen that before. It's um very few people do it. Um, it's it was something that like got beta tested, and a friend of mine like been like, "Hey, do you know about this?" And like, I don't see but anyone else like, hardcore wise do it. Yeah, it's like, why not do that? Yeah, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Because I mean, obviously, bands will have the what is it called, the canvas, when it shows like six seconds or whatever, just repeats. Right. But not like the full lined up like whole podcast i'd be very curious if if people will start to put i guess you can't really do it unless your music video is exactly the length of your song versus if you have like some intro like intro yes so you can only do that with a podcast i gotta look into that Mm -hmm. it's probably they're probably gonna make it so you could do it with music videos and shit soon yeah like people still take clips from the music video and use it as a canvas but you know yeah yeah but then it's just like, sometimes those things bug me. Yes. Like if I go to post something on my Instagram story and it's just like all this other shit and you can't even read the text. It's just like, hey, just give me a black background, <laughs> my regular font. Right. I don't want this crazy stuff going on. Yeah. But so it looks cool most of the time. Right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I honestly, the YouTube premium is really just for the ads. The fact yeah, that yeah. I have not watched a YouTube ad in almost a year is blissful. All right. This is going to sound crazy. Okay. But sometimes when I go on YouTube and I just want to like listen to something or watch something, the ad before it just makes it hit even more. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. It's like, yeah, I know. I'm going to wait five seconds that hit skip this ad, but. I, I want to see some bullshit like medicine fucking ad or some some. I just need to get that bullshit out of the way that I hit skip and I'm just like, ah, I'm just watching. I'm just like, yeah, I earned this. I earned this. <sighs> I don't know. Like to like today, I was at I was like shipping orders out at the print shop, and I went. I go on YouTube and I'll just put on like Soundgarden full album or just like some it was like some full album, and I'll just type it in and then wait five seconds oh sometimes the double ad back dude back. the double yep. is the, I'll, I'll wait 10 her. seconds i'll wait five <laughs> seconds again that, that's no problem i again i haven't had a, a youtube ad because i have the premium but i would i would get a 15 with a 15 back to back and then there two would be 15? some yes two 15s and that, sometimes three ads and i'm like what is this world coming to that might because you watch a shitload of youtube and you, and you don't oh, have you're, yes you're probably right <laughs> you, and you're like logged in every they're time like right? how can we drive like, this user mad yeah like this fucking guy watching a shitload of youtube you know he's gonna sit through 30 seconds of ads right now mm-hmm. he has no choice unless he buys youtube premium mm-hmm. is it 10 bucks a month what is it I, it's something like that um i swear it's worth it no, if, I if we're doing a, a podcast a, a year from now at, for round four and you don't have youtube premium I, I have a friend that swears by it. And it's just funny because it's like, you know, we'll say you send like a song to a group chat. He just sends a YouTube video. We're just like, bro, like, 
Right. Open this shit right now, man. Like, come on. Like, okay. I'm going to do I'm a driving, very. I'm, I'm texting and driving. I'm not going to open this fucking YouTube video. <laughs> um, this is a very breaking the fourth wall thing. If you're watching this on YouTube right now and you have yeah. YouTube premium, comment uh, premium gang on this podcast, please. If you please. don't have YouTube premium, comment. I like watching ads before the video. <laughs> there's there's two types of people in this world. People of that YouTube premium and people that don't. And Maybe the ad is something dope. And I'm just like, damn, I got to get that. And I'll just... I think 2% of all YouTube ads that I've watched have actually brought me some joy or value. Like... I found out about a couple of bands through YouTube because they'll like throw their music video and be like, oh, really? what the fuck is this? But nine what times band? out of 10, it's at Ford F-150 and it's just rocking through. What, what bands did you get into from a YouTube ad? Some crazy shit. Nothing, some- nothing hardcore wise. It was all like indie artists. So. And I, on, I honestly think if a if a hardcore band is paying a lot of money to have their new song as like a a bumper, respect. Oh, respect. Okay, I was gonna say the Bro, opposite. I gotta <laughs> look into that. <laughs> yeah. Days coming for your YouTube ads. Twenty twenty. Before you put like a nice little paint of truth ad in between like some funny YouTube videos or something. Yeah, it'll be like a a L'Oreal, unskippable, and then a paint of truth song. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, so uh, <laughs> I can't believe we're talking about YouTube for you. Um, so going back to days, you know, putting a ton of like effort into that. Something that I noticed is that I saw even like a year ago, like you were really focused, at least in my eyes, with like featuring a lot of bands, not just from the states and and going all over. And like really recently, like you know, Serration and a Morningstar who are like, you know, Western Canada, um, like great, great acts, um, got yeah. added to days, but like seeing so many bands from, from the UK and just like, I almost like, I'm like, who is this band? Where are they from? So was that an intentional effort by you or do you just hear stuff and you're like, this is sick. Let's rock it. Um, if it's international, uh, I definitely, I think I like it more because it's not America. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it needs, I mean, Americans for the most part only know stuff in America. Yes. So it's like all these other bands just need, uh, they, they need Americans to be aware of what's going on outside of this country. So like, I mean, uh, I did a few Japanese bands and that's like my favorite because Japan's my favorite place in the fucking world. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, in UK and Europe and Canada and stuff. Like, I would love to do fucking every fucking country that's not America. I mean, because America is obviously the mecca for sure for hardcore. You know what I mean? So, it's it's there's tons of great bands here, obviously, and I'm gonna keep working with bands here, obviously. But I mean, doing international shit is just fun because it's you know it's not here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm fucking talking about, man. I mean, it, but you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's it's like, it's so easy just to pick 
I, I'm sure if you spent the amount of time that you're putting into the international stuff, you could pick the top like ten best releases. And it it's almost it, to me, I almost look at it the same way. It's like uh, like if I wanted to just take we're at maybe at the time of recording this, we have like two thirty episodes. If I want to take the 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 next seventy episodes of Scoped, I know exactly how I could plan that out as far as like how we could grow the most, who are the biggest guests that I could get and just only focus on that. But to me, yeah. it's cooler to be able to like interview a band. Um, like uh, it might be out by this time, but I interviewed Whispers um, from Bangkok on the show recently. And that was like such a fun conversation just to talk about like their scene and what they're doing. And like, I, I love that shit to be able to like, just be able to connect like my... I guess like my journey, my hardcore journey to like all these other places versus just staying within my own bubble. Oh yeah. That band's awesome. What, yes. what is that shit coming out? You got a date for that? What is it? I would say uh, as far as the time recording this next week. So before February. Okay. Dope. Uh-huh. What time of the day did you do that? I don't even know the time zone. Dude, we did it because they, I think Jordan, you had to do like 8am or something. 9 a.m. for us, and I think it was like 11 p.m. for them. Oh, damn. Yes. Were they falling asleep? <laughs> no, they were like, we stay up all night. I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> and they pulled an all-nighter doing Scoped Exposure podcast. They're I, crazy. I guess so, yeah. No, <laughs> shout out to um, to Ole and Mike. I think that's the singer's name. Um, but, yeah, very excited for that to come out. It was probably already out at, at, as you know, so go ch- so so go listen to it. Great, great band as well. Um, but yeah, like I think um uh I think was it like I think the first international release I heard of yours, I think was Boulevard of Death from uh, Paris. Yeah. Ita- uh, Italy. Italian. Uh, Italy, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, Man, this band's fucking crazy. Like is are the majority of, of bands that you're putting on days coming to you with this stuff? Or are you like are you just like a like a lion prowling around trying to find the next great thing. Uh, I'd say it's about half and half. It like oh, depends. Okay. Like Boulevard of Death, like the singer Ito, literally slid into my DMs and was talking to me about Sword Enemy, and I was just like, "You're my bro now. <laughs> what, what do you want to do, man? You know what I mean? Like he just knew the way to my heart. So, <laughs> so yeah, that was awesome. But yeah, I mean. It's it's all it's all it's probably about 50-50. Probably a little bit more bands coming to me. But uh either way, yeah, it's sick. I mean, I got a lot of fucking shit planned like for the rest of this year and I'm just like planning everything out and it's lining up fucking sick. Mm-hmm. So, I think on that notion as far as like bands coming to you, um, yeah. and we were talking a little bit after, uh, or, or before recording, as far as like, there's a few people that you have who also do labels that you kind of like bounce ideas off of each other and yeah. give advice, but it's, it's an interesting thing because, you know, depending on how long you are in hardcore, you kind of see the, like the, the labels that like are the label that everyone wants to be on. And you've yeah. really seen that kind of like change even in the last five years, like how, flat spot has just like really killed it with all the bands that they had but that doesn't go to discredit like the 
um, the triple Bs or things like that. I like, I think at um, Act Like You Know, I was talking to Sam at the table because I'm trying to get him on the podcast. Um, and we were yeah. and, like, we're talking, we're w- talking about how like there's this flux, right? Where, you know, someone like yourself comes up and starts days, not to necessarily compete with all these things, but there is a level of like, you know, bands want to be on days that maybe in an alternate timeline, maybe only thought about triple B or only thought about these other things. So has navigating those waters, has that been challenging or have you just been more like, making friends with these people and having a sense of camaraderie with them? Well, uh, uh, pretty much. I mean, um, like my best friends do, do you know Street to Hate Records? Of course, yes. Like That's my friend Alex and Nicole. Uh, they do that. And then Scheme Records is like two of my friends, uh, Chris and Kyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just put out the Wreckage record. Everybody should listen to that. Yes. But um, we talk all the time. Like we're in a group chat. Like we talk literally every single day about bands and stupid label shit and, and shit like you know anything like that. Um, and then like Carter from From Within, like he's the homie, and Sam Triple B. Like we're all always talking. Like, and it's not. It's never like a yo. Are you are you putting this band out? No, I want to do it. No, I want to do it. Like it's like I don't want to be like the guy like stealing bands like to like yo, I'll do this for you. It's like better than that guy said. Like, I don't want, like, that's just like weird to me because like, these are my friends and there's like, I don't want it to be like some fucking like competition. Like it, there's tons of fucking bands, bro. And we're all just acting like idiots. You know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely not like a weird competition. And I don't want it to get like that. Mm-hmm. All just like friends, like, working with our other friends for the most part and doing shit like that and we're always like yo did you talk to this band you talk to this band shit like that Mm -hmm. just like random fucking sam sam will hit me up like yo you talk to i'm like nah you talk to (laughs) oh so there's a bit of like you know yeah yeah, yeah. because like i like again the you never really know. It's like, oh, the way that we make it as a band is we get on this label and then it's game over because you look I, at. I know a lot of bands are like, we have to be on this label. It's like you don't, especially if you're like a new band. It's like, just like put your shit on Bandcamp and play shows, and if people like your band, then a label will probably want to back you. But like investing money into a band that's starting from scratch is usually very hard right you know what i mean you don't know what's going to happen and you're you're putting all this money into this and you you might not you might just lose all this fucking money Mm. you know what i mean so when a label sees a band like popping off and shit yeah they're gonna get hit up by a bunch of labels like that's just what's gonna happen right uh but a lot of bands are convinced like we have this demo it has to come out on a label it's like whatever happened to the days of bands just like recording a shitty demo and just putting it on Bandcamp and like not even thinking about the label right like that's that's fun you know what i mean like you don't need a record mm-hmm. for it you don't need like this vinyl re- release for for everything i don't know that's just what i believe like i didn't i mean i don't know man it's just like 
You know what I mean, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I do totally agree because, you know, uh, it. so I play in a band called Endgame where we've been able to do a few different releases on different things. But like, I, I also play in this new band that dropped our demo at the very start of this year. And my my singer, shout out to Zach, was like, he wanted to send it out to a bunch of places. And I was totally content to just like, let's just throw it up and just see what happens. And I think yeah, it was yeah. like the day that we dropped it. Because, yeah, like this will be out by the time uh, this podcast will be out when this announcement is out. So like um, while those records hit, hit us up, which is just like a local kind of distro yeah, yeah. run by some people here. And I'm like, yeah, like that's cool by me. And I'm okay to to just... I think it's cooler as a band to be able to like, just like put something out into the world and see what comes back to you versus like, sure. we need to just be chasing. Like, I don't know if Zach sent it to days I'm like, well, Lumpy could be into it, but like I, there was like no I, expectations there. He might've. And I just don't remember. Cause like people <laughs> will send me shit all the time. Like no offense to them. It's got to really catch me in some way for me to listen to it. Mm. Cause I always heard like, I don't know how many bands have like worked or been signed with labels off an email. Cause I don't think that shit like even happens anymore. I feel like people like to see the band or like know somebody or something like that. It's just like the way it is. You know what I mean? Right. And like, just like a random, Oh, we're, um, we're shit asshole from fucking Des Moines, Iowa. Like here's our five song EP for fans of crowbar and no retreat. Uh, you know what I mean? That, mm -hmm. I don't know. It's like when you know nothing about the band, like z like zero. Why would you put your money into that band? Right. These guys could be fucking scumbags. Right. You know what I mean? Totally. So I don't know. It's like, and it also, it's like when you think about putting out your demo. Obviously, if if there's a label backing it, it'll naturally get a little bit more attention. Sure. Yeah. But that you know that only means like so much it's like put it out like or just play shows without even having music out see how the songs go over live and then record them and just like just get a vibe and fucking do some hype shit i don't you know what i mean yeah. just be like get creative with how you do your band you know right. what i mean do yeah. something different yeah i like I, i'm really happy that you said that because yeah like I think so many, like I get DMs all the time where it's like, "Hey, we're a band from so and so. We just put on an EP. like, like I've already like tuned out at that point, like, and because yeah. they are, you know, and and they're, I get it. People are trying to like, you know, there's no hurt harm in asking or or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. but there is a, a level of like building a like I tell bands like or, or i've talked to other fest people it's like don't ask to play this fest like just go to the fest as a person be a participant like get to know people make friends and then that person might just be like yeah you want to play next year you know versus like oh, yeah. okay we got to draft the email because i think you're totally right is that like like sam you like pure noise records any label of any size probably gets yeah. hundreds if not thousands of emails that are pr oh. crafted and the amount that they get is probably insane <laughs> i don't even want to think about it like i know sam put i think he put send demos on a triple b shirt once which is a funny bit 
mm-hmm. and I respect it. Like, yeah, I have send demos in my bio too. And it's also like, yeah, I might listen to like a quarter of these. Like <laughs> there's been, there's definitely been some good shit. There's been some bands that have emailed me and I've kind of like, not not that like maybe like didn't pay attention or there was something weird or like something like that and i'm just like i'll just i just look the other way and then it came out and i listened to it and i saw a post and i was like damn this shit is dope <laughs> and like i would go back and email them and i'm like yo this is dope bro and they're just like thanks and it's like <laughs> it's not that i like have to release it it's not like, yo, I want to put this out. Like, I missed out on the opportunity. It's just like, I'm just a fan. Mm. You know, like, I don't have Which to release. Which is still sick. It, yeah, I don't got to release. Sick. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't got to release everything. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know I, mean? I don't want to be releasing everything. I, I, I obviously want to be, I obviously want to put my stamp on shit that I think is dope. But mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I don't want to, I don't have to be fucking, you know. Yeah. Like, there is a level of like, you know, like, I like lumpy approves but at the same time if everything always came out on a label then there would be people there would be this culture of like well i don't want to just post it and to me that's the beauty of hardcore is that you could like literally put a band together write a demo like and and just put it like the the beauty of just pressing that publish button on your band camp and it's like now it's out in the world that shit is so cool to me yeah, yeah yeah and that it doesn't even really happen anymore mm-hmm. bands go straight to spotify and shit which is like it's fine but you gotta like keep the you gotta pay to keep it up there and it's just like you might not like get your money back if you're whatever like 10 bucks a month or something and you're gonna bring in a quarter a month like is it worth it <laughs> just put it on Bandcamp for free mm-hmm. so i don't know but with all the different labels and everything popping up, like that's great because if, the more labels you have, the more, um, you know, bands, I mean, um, what, what's the best way to say this? More labels out, the more people are going to like buy from labels and support media and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's like pros and cons to all this shit in like different ways and stuff like that. But definitely start a label if you're thinking about it, in my opinion um even just do a cd like cds are cheaper and it's cool mm-hmm. like if you put out a cd if you make like 50 cds and fucking just sell them for a couple bucks like that's dope you have like a physical fucking thing that you worked on yeah exactly know? like it doesn't have to be a fucking whole record because that's like a pain in the ass and a headache at the time <laughs> i mean i just lose thousands of dollars but you know what i mean right um so maybe the age-old question when it comes to all this what is the worst way? And you could keep the band's name out of it, but what is the worst way someone has tried to reach out to you, tried to get your attention for their release? The worst way? I don't know if I've had anything like bad. I might just not. Like Maybe no just... one's ever come up to you at a show and try to elevator pitch you in person. Oh yeah, just... <laughs> for sure. Like I've had people come up to me like they have the headphones that are like lumpy. Listen, I, I mean, I, I think that's happened. I've had people come up to me asking me if I do a label and I say yes. And then after I say yes, for some reason in their mind, they're convinced that I'm already putting out their band. Right. Like, right. There was right. some situation where somebody came up to me. They're like, 
you do a label i'm like yeah they're like all right so we like we have like these new songs and like you could like put them out i'm like i'm just walking over here oh like, geez uh, yeah it was just uh, kind of dark kind of dark <laughs> Dark. Yeah, it's kind of like the meme of the guy throwing up the peace sign and then slowly fading away. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Jordan, please take that clip and just animate. Just <laughs> you, you would you, go off screen for thirty se- for like three seconds. There, there's your blank slate that you can take. <laughs> Lumpy's actually disappeared now. <laughs> good. Yes, we're good dope dope <laughs> we're making content within the content yeah um, you could do special effects with this shit right um so maybe what has you know this goes back to the international side of everything that you're yeah. doing but has there been any releases that you know at least for me doing this podcast there's kind of like a bit of like a okay i need to do the bigger episodes that bring in more eyes and ears so it's kind of like but I need to do episodes that are like more for my soul where they're, you know, so it's kind of like a one for them and one for me. What has, which, and I would assume that, you know, with the amount that you're doing, there's probably a, a degree of that where you're like, I know this band already has a huge fan base already had like the, the buy-ins already there, but I love this band. I don't know much about them or like, I don't really know how it'll go, but I like, it, I have a gut feeling that I have to. Yeah. What has been, or however many amount of releases that you've put out that have genuinely surprised you by how well they popped? Um, like, like I was like, well, damn, I, this did way better than I thought it was going to be. Yes. Pro- I mean, like, and that, I saw- that could either be like on the just the amount sold or just the amount of people being like, how the fuck did you find so and so? I'd say probably like, probably like 40% of them. I was like, damn, this shit's like really popping up. Like I thought it would do good, but not like this good. Wow. That's like almost half. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely a good amount. Okay. But I mean, yeah. I mean, most of the things I put out, pretty much everything I put out, it's like a band I think is sick. And it's just like, I just want to like work with this. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's not, it's not like me, like, Oh, this is going to be huge. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get in on this. You know what I mean? Like some weird, some weird shit. Like it's just like bands that I like, and I want to like be, you know, I want to co-sign this. Like this is I fuck with this shit. Mm. Like let, let let's run this shit. You know what I mean? Right. So, but yeah. But but no specific ones that have been like I can't believe I sold out of this when I thought this was gonna be like um, a six month burn. Um, I, I, that pillars of ivory seven inch, the, 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 like the third thing, third thing I ever did on vinyl, that was probably, yeah. Hmm. Cause I did like 500 copies and it sold out in a day. I didn't think that was going to happen. That's wild. Cause that was, that was early on and that was probably the biggest surprise overall. Hmm. If I had to, if I had to pick one. Yeah. Right. So, um, I was, I just wasn't prepared for something like that. You know what I mean? Like, I was just like, Oh, I press the button and I go like this and I fucking did a yeah. record. You know what I mean? It was just so, like, so I guess I was, you made I'm, that I'm, live and then you went to take a piss and then came back. You're like, Oh, this is sold out. 
we were literally i i remember where i was i was with jay from you know mind force alfred justice yes yeah we we were actually recording the alfred justice lp in massachusetts Mm. the day it dropped and he's like yo you should do a seven inch (laughs) and i was like i'll do a seven inch yeah so I did the seven inch and it like so he's like yo it's just popping off i'm like yeah I'm like this is crazy so that's literally i remember we were at gate four studios west springfield massachusetts go record with will hearst it really it really goes to show when when jay said at sound and fury give it at give it up for the best band ever us and yeah great bit. yeah great bit. <laughs> they've only played two shows crazy that is crazy. I think they, I think they got I I think they have something else lined up, but I don't fucking remember what it is. Mm. Well, anything, anything that just it has heavy amounts of of weed consumption mid set is is fine by by wow. me. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I think yeah, nothing nothing yeah. will beat the outdoor. Just seeing like the the smoke. But yeah. I feel like if it's if it's an indoor level of the same event, it would just be like hot boxing within like three to three minutes. I mean, their first show was at St. Vitus in Brooklyn, small, like mm-hmm. 250 cap room, and they're fucking smoking on the stage. I'm like, yeah, smoke that shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm down here in the pit. You guys smoke that up there. I'm chilling down here. Right, right. <laughs> Keep that up there. Um, yeah, yeah. So something that was really cool to see that's coming up um in the next little months here is um you know ldb fest but something that's equally as cool if not cooler is that the pre-show of ldb is literally like a day showcase and it's like i just like looking at the lineup i'm like this has like the diversity of what you would expect at a pre-show it has the regional like you know pulling from all over the place how how much work was it to put all those bands to come under one, under one roof? Cause you have people from all over playing that shit. All right. So I rarely book shows, right? I book maybe a show a year or something, or if I, if I, it's like a show I'm playing. So the people who book LDB fest hit me up. They said, yo, do you want to do a day's uh, showcase as the pre-show? I said, of course I do. Mm-hmm. So they're like, all right here's like your budget, like go with this, like see what you could do. So then, you know, I mean, uh, there's a tour that will be announced now that goes around that. It's Kidnapped from Connecticut, Adrian from Massachusetts, and Last Wishes from the UK. Sick. They're, they're all, uh, the tour actually starts, all three bands starts at the pre-show, and then they do like some Midwest shows back to the Northeast. Right. But, they all, I mean, like those three bands is very diverse. Um, Kidnapped is a dope band that not many people know about yet, but they're going to pop off. Yeah. One of the six Connecticut bands. I think Kidnapped uh, was on one of our Listen Up uh, podcast series. Like yeah. we were listening to. Yeah, they to put it. out uh, uh, a record in 2021 that was dope. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, there's like that tour around that, Pain of Truth headlining, Momentum, Standstill, A Morning Star Inspiration. They'll be yeah, on tour towards start, that as yeah, well. Right yeah, there as well. they're touring around it. Um, uh, Standstill and Momentum are flying out for it. Pain of Truth and Last Wishes are playing the fest also. Right. So I wanted to make it like something 
a lot of stuff that was limited to just the pre-show. So it's more of a reason to go totally. rather than having, you know, seven bands that are on the fest also playing the pre-show. It's just like, right. why would I go? You know what I mean? But I mean, that's good. I'm fucking excited for that. Like right. that's going to be, Oh, you know what I mean? Are you, are you have any, um, show uh additions or merchandise that you're gonna like do like merchandise like could just be a shirt but like to me i envision a giant days banner on the stage i might i, I might know, do what some, you have in mind i might do some shit by then i haven't i haven't really prepared for that fest yet uh but i'll probably do something okay it's at portal right yeah yeah i've never even been to that spot supposedly it's cool so i'm down yeah I mean, I'm driving out, you know, to have, have a nice little vacation, mm-hmm. bring bring a bunch of shit. So, yeah. Yeah. It, it's yeah. just like, like, there's obviously been like other record labels that would do a showcase. Um, but usually I see those as like, it's a, a one specific show, not a right. part of a, already a, like of a fest as well. So it, it's yeah. really cool to hear that Ryan and Alex and the whole LDB team was like, yeah, yeah. yeah let's just like take like this label that is just like really in tune with a lot of the bands that we might already have on the fest or, you know, would want to eventually. Well, and just, it, uh, I mean, from their perspective, it's like, all right, let's do a day's one. Let's have Lumpy book the whole thing. They, they don't have to think about it. Right. It's just yeah. like, all right, there's one less show we got to book. I'll have him do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so they don't have the headache. So the headache yeah. is on yeah. me. They're like, all right, here's the money you can work with. Do whatever you want to do. And that's pretty that's much what very, happened. That's very cool. Like, I hope that yeah. more, like, if there's one or two other fest people that are listening to this, like, to just, like, give that budget of what you would do and give it to a label and do a showcase. And then, like, all the stress and the planning is all on that other person. And I mean, for sure, yeah. If you're booking that, I mean, huge two-day fest with, like, fucking 15 bands on each day or something. Mm-hmm. And then my pre-show, and there's a maggot stomp sunday show mm-hmm. after the fest so that's two things they just don't have to worry about though you know what i mean right. it's just less i mean it's a good it's a good call on their part if you really think about it mm-hmm. like that, so. so um you know you were mentioning just bringing stuff to that show and you know like i i saw you at hold your ground and you had like your whole setup and all that shit what's yeah. dude i was my setup was all fucked up at that. I had shit falling down, <laughs> fucked up racks, fucking this taped over that. I got like a little bit better setup now, so it'll sure. look a little bit easier. But yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. I no but I was going to ask you, like, what's the extra or the differences from running a, a label merch spread versus just like a band one? Um... I mean, obviously, with your band one, you'll have like you know what two T-shirts, a long sleeve, a hoodie, a hat, mm-hmm. the basic shit. You might not even have music, like you might, but you might be sold out. Mine is definitely mostly based around physical, like media. Like I have a whole CD rack and re- boxes of records and shit and yeah. tapes, and then I'll bring my whole distro, which is like you know another four boxes of LPs, not shit I released, just like other shit, mm-hmm. and then, uh, seven inches and CDs. But then I'm also going to have like label merch, hoodies and fucking t-shirts 
buy some hats and shit like that. Right. Maybe some other shit. I, I I might get some might get some dope other shit. I gotta start thinking about that soon. What what is this? Is two months away? Yeah, less than two months. A little bit less. Yeah. About yeah, the first, yeah, it was sixteen. It's the seventeenth right now. So yeah. Damn. <laughs> I gotta start. Lumpy just ends the call. He's like, I got too much shit to work. I actually uh, hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Makes a little phone call. Um, yeah. Like it is interesting because like um the the other person that I've seen kind of do the same level as far as like having the merchandise having the the physical media uh is like tyler from from lbb records and like oh, yeah. it's just when i when i've seen him at any fest last year it was just like the huge tubs and just like you're putting up so many like do you have to be so on point with your inventory and everything that are going because sometimes when you're an early band you can just be like we sold seven shirts okay and then you like count up like have you tried to make some order to alleviate some of the chaos? You mean like the amount of stuff that I bring to an event? Right. I mean, when it comes to, uh, I mean, when it comes to like my releases and like physical media, I'll definitely try to bring at least like three of everything. And then the things that sell more, I'll bring a few more of those stuff like that. But, uh if everything sells then great fuck it i'd rather sell everything than sell nothing and right. be sold that but and then with merch you know i'll make a handful and if that sells out whatever like i don't want to be bringing a shitload and then having to bring a shitload back i'd rather bring a little bit less right you know what I mean? yeah but, uh i don't know i did fya i was at fya uh two weekends ago and that was fantastic huge merch area shout out bob wilson um me and fucking triple b streets of hate from within just hanging out pretty much hugging each other or so close <laughs> uh no, no but yeah that was that was dope and uh i'll be at um just another gig in uh tacoma right in February. i'll be set up there. and ldb i'll be at tied down fest in detroit and probably some other shit coming up too. Yeah. So are you at like a like a fest like at least once a month? Like for, I mean, for this I, shit? I would love to because honestly, like setting up an event like that, like selling stuff, it helps so much more mm. than than online. Like online sales are great, but it's like setting up an event and you get the money, it's like right there. It's like, all right, now you know what I mean? It mm. you could just immediately put it back into the label. And uh, I feel like more people will buy something if it's right in front of their face rather than going on daystyle.com and then like having to buy like a right. CD or right. anything. rather than seeing the artwork right there. It's like, yeah, it's dope and cop that shit real quick. So, right. so I would love to set up at, you know, an event or a fest once a month. I mean, uh, before shows came back, we started doing pop-ups on Long Island. We probably talked about that on one of the other uh, episodes, but mm. I'm probably going to try to start doing those again, maybe like every like six months on Long Island or Connecticut or something like that. So, um, but yeah, as long as like setting up at events is, is, is dope. I just try to do it as much as possible. You know right. what I mean? Um, we were talking a little bit before, like, you know, 
Jordan, beautiful uh, human and, and producer of the show. And I was t- talking to you about like, I don't know how much I could actually do with, without Jordan in the picture. And I was asking you, like, do you have a, a right hand? Do you have an assistant? Do you have, and you said kind of, but not really. It's a lot that still weighs on your shoulders, correct? Oh, yeah. It, it's It's just me. And I mean, like, like I said before, like, I'll talk like with my friends, we'll talk about dumb shit. Like, you know, you think it'd be cool if I did this with this release? Right. I'm like, yeah, it's dope. Like, no, that's stupid. That's whack. That's right. weird. But like, yo, what do you think I should do with this? And just random small, if it comes down to like the packaging or something or the the rollout of something or how the artwork looks or something like that. Because honestly, one of my friends that runs Scheme Records does most of my artwork and layout shit for me. So he's doing all his label shit. And then he's also helping me. And he's also doing tons of streets of hate and triple B shit all the fucking time. So he just has a good ear and and vision on all of this shit. Right. Meanwhile, I'm just a fucking dumbass trying to act like I know what I'm doing over here. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, like uh, a question I had, and this is something that uh, a business person that I look up to was like, when you're feeling strapped and you're feeling like, just like, I don't really know where to put my eggs and all these different baskets that I have going. Um, he said, like knowing where your presence needs to be felt is like super important. So like right. for, for me, for example, like obviously my presence needs to be felt uh in like hosting this podcast like being here talking to people if i like hired someone or had a friend take over the show that would feel a little weird um when people have seen me but when it comes to editing or choosing the clips like people don't really need to feel like oh spencer's the one that grabbed this you know like it could be whoever to do that so i'm kind of curious on like from from when you take that mindset when it comes to days like do you feel like you showing up at a fest with the day's gear and it needs to be you behind the table versus, versus someone else? Do you think that that's important and has a, an I, impact? I act like, you know, fest, I had to have my friend Alex who does streets of hate sell my shit for me. And that was the first time I didn't sell my own shit at a fest. Mm. Cause I literally came home from Australia like two days before that fest. And I was like, bro, I can't do this. And he was going anyway to sell triple B stuff with mm-hmm. Sam. So I was like, can you sell my stuff too? And he's like, yeah, no problem. Okay. That was the only time I ever did that. But besides then, yeah, I definitely want to be there selling it like myself or like with my girlfriend, like my girlfriend, will come with me all the time. She'll help me out. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it definitely, I would love to be the person doing it, it you know, if I could be there, if I, if I'm not going to be there, I probably wouldn't commit to something mm-hmm. unless it's something like that, where, you know, I was just on the other side of the fucking world for two weeks. And then it's like, I, I just can't mentally do this right now. Right. You know? Yeah. Even though Tulsa, Oklahoma got one of my favorite coffee shops in the fucking country. We probably, we probably talked about it. Well, before. I was at, I played that fest. So I might've, did, did you go to double shot? The huge, huge building. It was like built in Amish country, and then they just moved it to Tulsa. Oh, 
Okay. Well, uh, I it used to be in like a strip mall, like a little like storefront, and then they got that building, and I want to say 2019. Mm. You, you know, the name Double Shot obviously starts to ring bells because you've mentioned it on it's not that good of a name, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, but you've mentioned it's it on like it's a Double Shot. Yo, send me some free shit though. You know yes, what I'm saying? please, please ho- hook a brother up. But um, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I like. I'm trying to remember what the name of the coffee spot that was like a walk away from the venue. Um, but Did you go to Chimera? That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like they have like good vegan food and shit. And mm-hmm. that, that spot's solid. Yes. So, you know, now you know. There's there's some discussions on some scoped X X act like you know things uh, for for this year. So double shot is an absolute must. Maybe if you're there, maybe we'll go together. Yeah, I'll, uh, I think I'm gonna be there. Okay. I think I think I will be. Take this clip of the podcast and cut to us at Double Shot. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> dude, absolutely so excited to to cut those things together in the in the future, um, which. You know, this naturally is, and and anyone knows this for any of the other episodes that they've listened to with the two of us, is that I always like to talk to you about coffee things, and I feel like now yeah. we're starting to get into that side of the convo. But one of the questions I had, if you're thinking about your roster, right? are there certain bands that when you think about where they're from, you think of certain coffee spots that you've hit? In your in your journeys, damn, this is a good question. I gotta pull up a list of the band. Oh, I gotta, I gotta. <laughs> right, right. Um, honestly, this is like hometown bias, but Blood Runs Cold to New Long Island band, and they got shit coming out this year. Southdown Coffee in Long Island, classic, classic. Pain of Truth goes with that too. Stand still, mm-hmm. but. Um. Uh, uh, dope band from Jacksonville, Sun Touch House, Bold Bean, and Flamingo. Two dope spots. Shout okay. out Duval. Shout out the Jags. Still in the playoffs as of January seventeenth. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot of dope coffee spots here. Mm-hmm. Maybe do, uh, give me a, one more. Give me one more for the list. One more. One more. Hold on. Hold on. All right, downfall. Blanchard's in Richmond is great. Okay, great spot. Great spot. Have Have you ever thought about taking all the spots that you know and making a master document, a hardcore coffee map, like anything right. like that? I have, I have a Connecticut one. Okay, just Connecticut, okay. but that's obviously like hyper specific to just this state where it's like, you know. Only so many people live here. Uh, I joined a coffee Discord recently. Oh, and there's, it, I, there's like it's like hardcore people in there, and like people just talking about random spots and stuff like that. Like around FYA, I think I joined right before it. People talking about like King State in Tampa, dope spot, dope vibes, chilling, bacon egg and cheese biscuits, some dope ass grits, nice cold brew. Ah, great vibes, great. One of the best coffee shop vibes, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, there's a coffee Discord. What's the name of it? I think it's Coffee International. 
Oh. I'll send you one. Yeah, Cup Cup International. Cup International. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have to I'll have to join it and check it out. And, and you also gotta it. join the Days Court. Oh, okay. Shout out to the Did Days Court. I you have not. Shout out to Days Court. <laughs> Jordan knows full well that like I'm such a Discord noob that like oh, I wanna too. set it up. And have all that discussions for scope stuff on there. And then I like never use it. And then I just, he's literally typing things as I'm talking about Discord, probably to, to shit talk. Literally. All right. So, like, it's so bad. That's his word. I knew what Discord was, but I never like used it. Mm. I just know like gamers use it. I have a lot of gamer friends. Right. And they hit me up. They're like, yo, you should do a day's Discord. And I was like, all right. I don't like. I don't really know what that means, but uh, I'm down. Mm. So like, they're like, "We'll make it." I'm like, "Dope, make it." Wait, who who is telling you this? My friends, my friend Grotto, my friend Marazzo, my friend Quiggles. They're like the main. Uh, Those are your three nerd. Discord friends. The main my my main tech nerds okay. behind <laughs> the Discord. Yeah, they and have then, the Best Buy blue shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They got the glasses on. They're like. <laughs> but uh they're like yeah we'll make it so i said all right make it so then you know i got home from work and they're just like making all like the what are the channels on the left like, should we do this it's a bunch of stupid shit but just like talk about hardcore there's a coffee section on there and food and mm-hmm. sports and pets and stuff mm-hmm. um they're like all right uh it's made like let, let, let's launch this shit so i posted on instagram we have like 800 members or something like the first oh like my two days god i'm like dope but <laughs> people just talking about like stupid shit left and right i'm like go off talking about any like i don't care what's the most, most underrated of- discord channel that you have uh is oh in in that oh let me look at it right now hold mm-hmm. on a second all right well we got a talking shit uh channel okay because sometimes they, you gotta talk shit of course it's called, it's called run your mouth i mean there was a long island hardcore bo- board like when i was growing up it was called run your mouth it was just people like talking shit to each other right because that's what it's all about mm-hmm. uh, i don't know it's just like different genres and like days shit and uh most underrated probably the memes channel oh okay i'll occasionally i'll occasionally just click that shit and then there's just the funniest fucking meme I've ever seen. I'm like, damn, I haven't clicked this channel in a while. Like, <laughs> save this and just post it on Instagram or something. People are just going off in this channel. It's like right. the funniest. And like, I'll like not check it for like a whole day and then click it and people are still talking about dumb shit. So I'm like, all right, sick. That's so funny. Give, give these people a, a, a platform to talk about hardcore or metal or whatever the hell you want to talk about in there. Right. Yeah, I think it's it's we gotta put a link. We gotta put the link. We will the, absolutely put the bio. Yes. All right, don't. it will be below in the episode a thousand percent. Um, Jordan, can you make a note to make sure that we include that? <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Sometimes Jordan. I'm listening when the episode drops. I'm like, oh fuck, I have to send that to that person or, or add that to the thing. Um, yeah, it, it's it is cool. Like, is there okay? Here's a question because some yeah. people. Like I get a bunch of random comments, you. But because it's an interview podcast, primarily it's usually about the guest, and it could be positive or negative. But there's been yeah. one comment that still is in the back of my brain, where someone was like, "Dis downplaying the Bev check portion of this show." 
And if anything, I think it's the most important, the most um, unique. Because to me, it's like we're we're breaking bread together, but we need to like get into it. We need an icebreaker to the whole thing, right? And you know, it shows the character of it. So, um, has there been anyone within your Discord that are like, or or what the fuck is with Lumpy and his coffee shit? Like, has anyone ever like given you shit about that? You can talk shit in there about me. I don't really know. <laughs> there's probably been people talking shit i'm not looking at everything because it's just a lot of shit going on right. and i don't right. have the fucking attention span to be reading all of this shit but there's definitely i mean i know you could search in here for certain words but i don't even really know uh how to use it yet i gotta ask my friends like you know can you like do this and fix that and because they, they know what's going on. Right. We'll go in there and we'll talk on like the, the voice channel and stuff like that. Mm. It's like we're going out. But uh, uh, yeah, people definitely uh, talk shit in there. <laughs> uh, I want more of that. I want to see more stupid shit. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but yeah, there's definitely some trolling. But that's going to happen. That's right. fine. Of course. You can troll. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's it's very interesting because, you know, with how much Days has been putting out, like when I was setting up for the pod, I was like, man, I haven't seen Lumpy post the on the coffee guy account in, in a minute. And then I went back and I was like, oh, don't, don't remind me I'm slacking. Well, I'm I thought it was like, oh, it's only been this. But I think it's maybe just my algorithm has not been feeding it to me. Like, I think the last time that you posted you were in europe or something it was like you know it was like back to back yeah i would i was like i i always just take pictures of a cup and then like i'll like save it i was rarely posting like then mm. it's it's backed up probably like five months and like sometimes if I'm like sitting on a bowl or something, I'm like, all right, let me, let me, let me drop like 10 posts in a row and just go back and just go back. Just let's like bang a bunch out. You know what I mean? Um, but I've definitely been slack and I've definitely been to some coffee shops recently and just didn't even take out my camera. Oh, and I'm just like, damn, I I'm slacking. But that Instagram is just a pile of shit anyway. It's just me <laughs> a plastic cup with, a black cold brew and i'm just like oh six cups mm -hmm. and that's yeah. like it's, it's the worst content ever if you want <laughs> so, but honestly if like, you like if you like bullshit and you like coffee follow coffee guy 1990 right but like you going back to that thing earlier of like if there was a map or like a, a word doc yeah. or a deck where it's like hey you're on you're doing a a, a, a north american tour Here's every yeah. place that you need to hit up while you're on the road. Um, I could definitely do that, but the amount of time, I don't know if I'm going to really dedicate it to that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'll have friends hit me up saying, you know, what's the spot in fucking San Antonio or something? They're mm -hmm. like, yo, what is it, Greater Goods? That's fucking fire. Dude. Fire. Something like that. I'm just, I'll just put it out there. Will, will, like we'll put everything together i feel like yeah. this could be a project that you and i could really put together if, if you hit me up like yo give me spots for these cities i could be all right bang 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 
but um it's gonna be hard yeah if it's more than just me like if we have like oh yes this this needs to be a community effort for sure and that that, honestly that coffee discord probably has that Mm. i don't know because it's like a lot of touring guys in there they'll they'll be like oh i'm going on tour and i'm gonna go to this city what should i get there but but you can never think if you have a physical and you have like you know something you can rifle through um and maybe there's like little mini interviews with people in bands at this could get weird this could get weird though because everybody's opinion on the spot is going to be different Mm. and then you're gonna have one guy who loves some shitty mocha frappa latte with a chalkboard menu and he's gonna be like yo this is the best spot and then you're gonna go there and you're gonna be like yo you fuck me you fuck <laughs> you know what i mean so i mean obviously i'm not just going to a spot without checking you know i'm doing a little google images or something first right. i'm not just going in their ass i gotta i gotta look it up i gotta see is it all white? You know what I mean? Just like white, like uh, there's nothing in there. It's white with like a little plant on the windowsill or something. And they have, there's like no menu. Right. I just got to figure it out. Right. I don't want to see no flashy shit. Yeah. And you know, it's good. I'll go. If it looks like that, I'm going. I don't fucking care. Yeah. So uh, it, I think it would in that predicament where there's the one outlier i think it needs to be one of those things where you buy like nine out of ten dentists re- recommend this toothbrush we need nine out of ten uh, core kids to recommend this spot uh, nine out of ten hardcore kids think they got the best cold brew in fucking indiana <laughs> <laughs> exactly that's the word that's yeah. the wording to a t um yeah. dude I, I i swear we're gonna we're gonna have the fast forward to the clip where um where we're drinking double shot in oklahoma and then we also have the fast forward to when we drop the almighty hardcore coffee book oh, so it'll happen hardcore coffee book is i mean there's definitely way more hardcore coffee heads now than ever mm-hmm. definitely catching i mean because it's just you definitely get into it as you get older you get into it more i mean i didn't get into better coffee until like my late 20s probably so i was always drinking it but it was just like you know i wasn't getting some fucking crazy shit i I was fine with whatever right uh so as you get older you definitely like your tastes um what's the word i'm looking for mature i guess yeah but um and also going on tour also helps like oh here's good shit you don't get good shit when you only go into the coffee shop within 10 minutes of your house. Right. Or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but you know what I mean? What's, do you think at some point, or I don't know if you've seen it already where there's like a coffee, either vendor or like a, like a little pop-up at a fest. I feel like, I don't know why we haven't had that because everyone like grabs the Red Bull. Everyone grabs the whatever. And, you know, people will go down the street or, you know, Uber to, to getting whatever they want. But why not bring it straight to where the party's happening? It's a great idea. There's a little, a little cart. Um, I was at a wedding about a year and a half ago, and they had the dopest coffee cart. Mm-hmm. Good shit. Just cold brew and 
they had an espresso machine but just like very basic stuff Mm -hmm. like a little little small cart and it was like fire like bring something like that to like a fucking like ldb or something like that Dude, you'd make a fucking killing, dude. Right, yeah, 100%. Uh, I would be buying, like, three, four coffees. Like, just so <laughs> the convenience. You could charge, like, straight up probably $6 for a cold brew. People are like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, whatever. Let me get it. Mm-hmm. Let me get it. Because it's right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't charge that much. But, you know. <laughs> hey, please. <laughs> just, you know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's a great idea the first pop-ups we did on long island was at a good coffee shop there and we were just like right outside the door like in like this little courtyard um people are chilling there for like six hours getting coffee coming outside yeah uh jordan were you gonna say something i was gonna say uh snow and flurry did have a cold brew station whoa really crazy yeah they had someone come up and they had their little like distro with all the records they were selling and they had a cold brew station next to it yeah i gotta i gotta get a cold brew station <laughs> i mean i've been thinking about doing like a day's coffee like i want to do it mm-hmm. but i don't want to do some bullshit beans that just because you could definitely do some collab with like some bullshit company and just like put your logo on it but you know it's going to be some shit that's been sitting there for months and it's just old and disgusting yeah i want to do something good but it'll happen it'll, it'll happen, happen. yeah it'll, it'll, it'll happen it'll happen there I, there's nothing i can say publicly yet because it's not confirmed but there is a potential coffee sponsor for this podcast oh i'll buy it is, <laughs> is it canadian uh no it's it's american but okay, so i <laughs> i will say it's uh it's got the hardcore seal of, of approval as far as the people that run it and and also work at it so Dope. I'll tell you about it afterwards. As far as like, you know, I'm I'm gonna manifest it and, and it will happen. I'm I'm well, very confident I mean, of that. But sick. Yeah. I almost think that they would be good for for a day's cold brew as well. But tell right, me after we'll figure it yes, out. Yeah, yeah, we'll figure it out. Um, but yeah, I think I don't know. I just there it, it's funny that I think about it now because there was a venue Endgame was playing in uh last year that it just had like a little like random like little bar area if you wanted to drink or 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 whatever. And I saw this like I I saw what was a coffee related jug, and I'm like, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's cold brew. And I asked him, I was like, is that what's that? Like the toddy thing, like the big white yes. fucking green yes. stripe. Yes, one yeah. of those. And I was like, is that's cold brew? Is it? He's like, yeah. He's like, are you selling that? Because I couldn't see it on a menu or anything. It's like. No, I just kind of have it stashed for myself, but fuck it. What you. kind of that's what, is this a venue? Yeah. But was it like somebody's house? No, it was like it's kind of like it's not fully DIY, but it's not fully a venue. It's kind of like in the middle. So he's like, Yeah, come to the show, but don't fucking touch my cold brew. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> like, like, what, like, what is that? Yeah. Dude, now, now that we're talking about it in venues, like not at fest, there was actually when I was playing for restraining order last year, we played a like an art gallery in Pensacola, Florida, and they had a coffee bar. Mm. And it was dope. But I remember it didn't open till like later. It was, they, I think they had they did some sort of event and then it was like kind of separate from the show. And I was like, yeah, we get a cold brew. <laughs> it was dope. Mm. More more venues and fests and people going to shows and fests need to 
need to uh, set up coffee paraphernalia. <laughs> <laughs> all things, all, all, all of those things at, at all times. Um, yeah, I just think that that is, I don't know. There's nothing wrong about buying a flat of Red Bull for the bands, but I think that shit sick to do uh, cold brew on tap. Red Bull would just make me go crazy. Like if if there's Red Bull, I'll take like two sips and just got to put it down. Like I somebody else drink that. I can't just <laughs> I can't be down in this whole fucking Red Bull right here. Um, I I had something today uh, serendipitously that I wanted to talk to you about, and I just want to find the um, what's it called? What, what it's called? I think. Wait 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 wait. So you're familiar with Tim Hortons, yeah. of course. Oh, have terrible. you have you had an ice cap from Tim Hortons? Uh, no. But an ice cappuccino that oh wait is that the frozen one? Yes. It's just like a fucking frappuccino kind of. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. It's kind of like it's mainly just ice and ca- coffee flavoring, and it's not like an ice latte. It's like yeah. a, it's like a, it's like a, it's, a, it's like a coffee slushy essentially. Yeah, I think I've had it. Yeah. So I was in the drive-through today because I just need a little pick me up, and they had, um, where the fuck is the name of this? like the the wording of it was very very important so it was an ice cap but it had espresso in it but it's tim hortons yes but if you want a a a good tim hortons coffee drink i feel that that it did it for me yeah but getting the 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 heavy ass like ice cappuccino like the whole fucking slushy thing it's like ice cream <laughs> i mean don't get me wrong i love some ice cream but i don't that i think part of the reason why i just get like a black drip or like a black cold brew is that i just want i don't want all this i don't want like this cream and all this other shit mm-hmm. i don't know i'm weird I, I would just want the nice simple thing yeah but I, I I think we've talked about this before. Where for me, I'm the same way. I need the black coffee first thing in the morning. Don't pollute it I with am. anything else. But midday, two p.m. hits. Like it's I a, need, that's that's ice time. That's fine. It's ice time, or it's like dirty chai. It's like the fancier drink. Yeah, um, yeah versus I, just I straight up more americano. If I'm out, if I'm out, yes. I'll do something like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. the morning. Ice. I mean, I mean, what, what the fuck am I saying? The morning is hot drip coffee. Yes. But in the summer, I will make my own cold brew and have cold brew in the morning. But I don't know. Cold brew, like in the morning when I'm out, like on tour or somewhere else, is so much better than in my apartment. Mm. It, it's just, it's hard to explain because cold brew in like a mug is weird. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a plastic eco cup, which is the best thing to have cold brew in. It's got to be the eco cup with the green stripe. And it's got to be preferably the big fucking ice cubes, like three or four of them in there with the fucking. Ah, fantastic. (laughs) What's the 
Yeah, because it's challenging when you're trying to get after coffee while you're on tour and, you know, there's nothing around or, you know. Oh, I mean, I'll, I'll, I mean, when Sanction was touring a lot, we would make time. Yes. We would like, all right, we got to go overnight because we got to get to this spot before they close in the morning. <laughs> we'll sacrifice shit. Right. Because the good coffee spot closes at 11 a.m. The last tour we did before the pandemic uh sanction and typecast were uh typecast came in our van so two bands in one van and it was it was a five-week tour we only did four of it because obviously the world shut down but Mm. uh we did four weeks of that tour we got we got something we got starbucks once there was only one day that we couldn't get dope coffee Mm. so i pride myself on that you know what i mean i'm getting dope that's a streak if if yeah yeah was that Starbucks day like just a curse I don't, day? I'm trying to remember where it was. It, I don't fucking remember where it was because we were obviously in like bigger markets and bigger cities. So it was easier rather than being in the middle, middle of nowhere. But I remember there was one. It, it might have been like the weird like stretch between like Texas and Arizona or something like that. Sure. It might have been like in there when there's just literally nothing. So, <laughs> so um, you know this kind of circles back to some of the, the music discussions, but I imagine that doing days and with the amount of things that are going on, which are all like great, you know, great problems for you to have. Like, it's really awesome to be able to do all these things. Obviously it's a lot of work. Um, at the very beginning of this whole convo, we talked about all the different bands that you're like theoretically in, or like you, you fill in or, or once in a while has, do you feel like days has hindered your ability to be able to do certain musical things full, full time? Or is that like a bed that you have made and and you're okay with that? Um, I'm not really doing any musical stuff full time anymore. I mean, since shows came back, I mean, Sanction was my only full time band and we are very, very part time now. Like Mm -hmm. we're not even, we're not playing anything. We don't have any shows. Um, and I rejoined King nine in 2021. Um, they asked me to come back to the band. I was like, yeah, I'll come back to the band. So then, I mean, that's like probably my main band right now. Cause we're writing. And I know Dan said on your podcast, that we're putting out two EPs this year. And right. It's probably not going to happen, Dan. I'm oh, sorry. Oh no. <laughs> We got the conflicting well, people coming through different we'll, we'll probably do we'll probably do one and that i mean that's fine do one this year we'll do one next year like but lumpy uh, who what other bands have put out two eps in one year it's time I, for you uh, to be the first did it, did it uh who did that recently somebody i think military gun did that recently i think they did two eps in one year in like 2021 i don't know somebody I, did i don't know if that counts because i know that at least when it was, like was sending some of those dps yeah and they put it on one record but i think if they're two silo dps i don't know if anyone else has done that on on the scale of a, a military gunner or a king nine right 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 it's probably been done but i mean dude we're all over the fucking place like <laughs> The band lives on Long Island, New York City, Connecticut, and California. So it's just like, 
we'll practice if we practice it's before a show but we might not practice before every show right so uh it's hard it's the kind of thing where it's like oh we send a riff video to a group chat and it's like all right that's dope let's use that and then it's like that's a new intro we're gonna play yeah yeah now we're just like (laughs) dope this shit's dope all right we gotta we gotta like practice it's just it's just a whole fucking process i mean with all the other records it's just i mean writing writing music is fucking annoying if you don't live right next to each other or honestly writing writing music when you're younger is just different because it's still like fresh and new and then when you're you know 30 plus it's like all right we gotta write some music it's like i got all this shit going on. you know what i mean it's totally. just a different yeah. thing you know? mm-hmm. like i uh, like it's it's really actually funny that you say that because my 30th birthday was just a couple weeks ago and there's like the the newest band I play in, it was like, oh, I have like two weeks free. And I was thinking about the songs like in my mind, but I never picked up the guitar to actually play. I'm like, I know how I want to have a song like this, a song like this, and then these two others. And then like, I just like spent two weeks straight, just like, okay, let's just speed run demo these out. But like ever since then, I'm thinking about the riffs, but I'm not like, oh, let's sit down on a Saturday and fucking play the guitar. Like, it's just so different for me now. It's so hard. Like, there's so many bands that I want to, like, start and, like, do more with. And it's like, I'll text my friends, like, yo, let's let's do this, like, this weekend. They'll be like, all right. And then I'll just, like, oh, I can't. I got <laughs> to do something else. Like, right. My band, all due respect, like, we did one demo, came out, like, a year and a half ago like mm-hmm. we we want to do another one half the band is in restraining order the other guy in the band is like a tattoo apprentice now and then there's me it's just like hard to fucking do anything mm-hmm. sanctions writing stuff but i don't know what's gonna happen mm-hmm. and, uh i i got some like other bands i'm working on but there's nothing like set because it just takes a fucking long time now right you know what i mean trying to do we might do some new afro justice shit because that's fun hmm. yeah so to to go back to the initial question as far as like hindrance isn't maybe the the word that you would use it's just like your your focus has just shifted into this and then any of the band stuff is like if it if it happens it happens and i make time for it when i need to obviously for shows or fests but like this is the thing that i'm like really putting my effort and in you know squeezing the juice out of for sure yeah it's it's definitely this it's my life as of this point is like label stuff work at like print shop stuff and then um like a king nine show like once a month or so sure (laughs) which is completely fine and it's chill you know what i mean i'm not doing like too much you know what i mean i'm just vibing Mm mm-hmm you know, go to Long Island and fucking hang out or fucking go to Massachusetts, fucking go to a fest on the other side of the fucking country and chill right. like that. So, you know, as we're at, you know, we're, we're almost two hours in. Um, so, you know, towards the end of this convo, like obviously the question begs, we're, we're recording this episode at the very beginning of 2023. Like, yeah. what do you think is next for days in the year to come in the next five years to come? Like, where does your mind go and what's some cool shit that at least you can say that you want to do? I'm sure there's things that you're like, 
this is zipped until a certain date? Um, things that I want to do or things that will happen? Both. I mean, things I want to do. Damn, I'd love to put out like a tool record or something, but that's never. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a man can dream. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's a lot Cut of Cut to the tool yeah. release on day. <laughs> yeah, me, me with like Maynard and Danny Carey just like chilling like on the red carpet. No. Yeah. Uh, uh, big thing that's happening later this year is the Pain of Truth LP. Mm-hmm. So that's probably uh yeah that that might be the biggest release of the year for me i mean they're recording in a couple weeks so that's gonna be that's gonna be a movie as the kids say yeah straight sure. to blu-ray yeah straight to straight to blu-ray yeah. bro um but uh yeah there's definitely a lot of things i have lined up that i'm very excited about don't want to say too much but you know a lot of uh cool releases and shit like that totally um yeah and it's it's just like it's again it's really cool to see someone that starts something from a place whether it's like i'm gonna do this thing or like i'm just gonna do some records with my friends and to, to have it blossom to something super cool it's a it's a big reminder to me that there's not that if your shit is good and the hardcore world's like yeah, we fuck with this, then that will be the thing to take you to the next level. It doesn't need to be someone, you know, co-signing it or like you doing, getting on X fest or whatever. It's if you put in the work, there will be people that, that resonate with that. And the rest is history. Exactly. Yeah. You're speaking facts right now. (laughs) You're spitting. Yeah. This MF spitting. This motherfucker spitting. Um, so Lumpy again, it's always great to see you have you on the podcast. Um, you know, the last portion three, baby, you're welcome every season. Let me just put it out there. When are the seasons starting? How do you do the seasons? Every hundred episodes. Oh, so this is the, okay. I got it. So it is the third season. Yeah. So, so your seasons are like, fucking so 100 episodes is you do two a week so one season is like six actual seasons or something like that (laughs) one season is six seasons it's something like that oh like how are you how are you counting a season so two a week so you carry the four you bring it around (laughs) i don't know what the fuck i'm saying (laughs) for me it's just like I don't know. It's just the century aspect of like the year, the the number turning over into something new is like okay, now we're like at two oh one. You know, then I'm like, okay, breaking a new the podcast break, breaking the podcast down into seasons is probably easier on your brain to remember certain periods and shit. Oh like yes, yeah. yeah, and and I think people watching, they're like, oh, new season. You know, it's not just like, oh, we made it to this number. We're gonna just keep yeah, going. Yeah. You know, what what number is this? Did you say? I think. If I had to guess, this is probably 230, 229. That's crazy. Yeah. What are, what are the past, what are your numbers? You know how like, you know, some people, they want to get like their fucking, uh, you know, apartment number tattooed on them. I'm curious on what your scoped exposure numbers are. If this is 230, first one. Can you guess the the other two? 
Maybe that's a better question. Well, so the first one is going to be less than 100. The other one's going to be 100 something. I would say the first one is like 65. Mm, A little high. 75. No, no, no. You're too high. Go down. 71. No, no, no. Go down from 65. Oh, oh, okay. (laughs) 58. Uh, More. 60. You just went back up. Oh, are you meant more down? <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, uh, fifty-one. Oh, you're you're like five away. Forty-eight, forty-seven, forty-six. There you go. Forty-six was okay. your first. What's the second one? The second one is like one sixty. Uh, I would say take your current number and times it by a number oh, that's less than. You're for I don't I haven't taken math class in forever, man. I don't <laughs> clearly you're going up and down it's, it's You're fucking with my brain right now. Uh 121. Okay. So 46, 121, 230. Big gap from 121 to 230. So. Yeah. I mean it's almost two years, so it makes sense. Yeah. You had no facial hair on that episode. Yeah, I definitely that was probably like one of the three times of the year that I shaved. <laughs> lumpy needs a beard um well again lumpy great to see you um last portion of the podcast as you know favorite mosh story or or a favorite mosh story that you have to share um what are the other ones i said uh i'm trying to think of something like within the past two years that Mm -hmm. uh mosh story any fya ones because that's pretty timely fya mosh stories damn there's definitely a lot of uh mind force pit was insane dude mind force pit looked like fucking hate breed at eyes fest mm. he had it go all the way back and kids were still singing along in the front like that was the coolest shit ever because mm. i mean obviously a lot of the bands that were popping had like the pit that was like you know it was big but it was definitely like closed in and yeah. kids sat along. And then the mind force pit, Jay was like, move all the way back. And dude, the pit went all the way back. And there's like a bar towards the back of the room in the middle of the room. It went all the way up to that. Mm-hmm. And it was about three, four times the size of the original pit. And then I'm just watching just kids moshing all over the fucking pit. It was the sickest fucking shit ever. And kids in the front sing along too. So it yes. was the whole fucking package. That's my mosh story. Fuck it. That was that was awesome. Yeah, the mind force pit. Yeah, it was just cool to see. Yeah, you know what I mean. Was set set of the fest, in my opinion. Okay, okay. Uh, Um, yeah, it's funny that you brought up that the the bar. I unfortunately was not at FYA this year, but um, I saw a video. I think it was right. I think it was either carouseled with the dude that like jumped off the monitor during drain. And Joe Hardcore oh, yeah. was like trying to get him and then turned around and then he's like, gotcha. Um, yeah, but then yeah. I guess someone else like tried to front flip off the bar on the people. I think it was during Mind Force because I saw like. Yeah, it was definitely during Mind Force because that's the only time the pit went all the way back there. Right. So that's that's wild. So shout out to Mind Force. Um, great record that came out tail end of last year. Cool. Yeah. Some of that. Um we're at the end, Lumpy. So, anything you want to plug? Anything you want to shout out, or anything you want to end on? 
Uh, shout out Scheme, Streets of Hate, Triple B, From Within. Uh, shout out Takedown Records. Shout out, uh, shout out John Records. John shout Records. Out yeah, that's my friend's new label. He started out. His name is John. So I was like, yo. No way. He's like, yo. He's like, what should I name my label? I was like, yo, John Records. He's like, all right. Uh, shout out, uh, closed casket. Um, I don't know. Shout out everybody, bro. Mm -hmm. Shout out, shout out all the pair. Shout out Polar. Yes. Shout out Coconut. Shout out, shout out, uh, cookies. I'm craving some right now. Oh, any specific kind? All of them. (laughs) I'm just craving the, the, uh, the cookie uh, just everything you know I mean? <laughs> just cookie um yeah, yeah. well i won't keep you from your cookies lumpy um thanks again for coming on um and uh yeah we'll see you for for the fourth time maybe in a in a year or so dope i'm sure Sounds i'll good. see you sooner than sooner yeah, than yeah, that, yeah. but uh cut, cut to us with the coffees now let's see <laughs>